0: You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash behind closed doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is
1: broadcast on land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in to 3CR's programme Behind Closed Doors. This programme explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors, aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com.
2: Hi everyone, I'm Dean Lim and Kitty Galore and Sasha Sidek are joining me, Sasha. What are we talking about? This month' theme is about sexual experiences. So we, the three of us, are going
3: to share our experiences with our clients.
2: Oh, okay. So we're going to be doing a bit of a sharing episode.
3: Spill the tea episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Open up What's those doors. Gossip? What's behind those closed doors? <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay so our experiences with clients kitty
0: Oh, any experiences really i think that uh, sasha said you know let's keep the topic really broad but let's talk about the good the bad and the funny mm-hmm. so in our first mm. segment we'll explore the good things about sex work um, and obviously that's contrasted with the negative things or the challenging things about sex work So perhaps we can start with you, Dean. What do you find that you enjoy about sex work?
2: My clients. I have to say I have the best clients. And I've been working for a very, very long time, for years years and years and years and years and years, older than probably you, Kitty and Sassy, and I've had a great time with my clients. I have lovely, lovely people who see me, we just connect. um, And they give a lot to me. So even though I treat it as a business, uh, as a brand, uh, as a session of sexual healing, of exchanging of energies, of experiences, I get a lot out of it as well. So my clients come to see me, they book for a certain amount of time, and they leave feeling more relaxed and more released, uh, less stressed in their lives. And that's terrific. What I get out of it is not just the financial transaction. What I get out of it is that I feel as if I have been a therapist, a healer. Uh, I feel as if I have imparted some sort of knowledge, uh, some sort of energetic experience in a very positive and meaningful way. Uh, And I feel really good about that. And it's not an ego thing at all. It's not a narcissist thing at all. It's about sharing positivity, sharing kindness, sharing Mm -hmm. respect with another person in a very intimate, caring, supportive way.
0: I like what you've said. Um, Sasha and I, we were just talking before this recording about how all human beings just want to be loved. Do you remember that? Did you want to add more to that, Sasha?
3: Yeah, of course. We all deserve to be loved. And...
0: And we all want to yes. be touched. We want
3: to be touched. We want to feel wanted. I have a really good relationship with my clientele, especially my regular clientele,s And we do share our um, personal issues, especially for theirs, um, personal issues at home where they don't feel wanted. This is the reason why they go for sex workers. They want to feel wanted again. This is why we're there. This is why I'm there. Uh, It's not just about the sex. Most of them only last for eleven minutes, and the most (laughs) of that
0: (laughs) is true. And and to be quite frank, you know, for those of us who have clients who go, we try and go for the hour or the two hours or three hours. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, we should be charging you extra fees.
3: So it's more of a counseling session than a sex session. Mm. This is this is facts. I'm pretty sure you guys can relate to this. So we talk about issues, and you know, I'm like almost like a problem solver. I didn't even know I'm a problem solver until I get into um, this industry. Mm, that's and- wonderful. Yeah, so this is why. And we also, they know they can trust me because everything is confidential.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I, I, I make them aware that everything is confidential, that they can trust me. And this is why I have a few regulars who always come, comes back to me.
0: Mm. I yeah. absolutely love the conversation we had because, you know, it's so true to say that everybody, every single human being just wants to be loved, cared for, touched accepted and as humans we all have flaws and insecurities and issues um or struggles with relationship that's hard to overcome and because there's not enough communication in our world at the moment it's sometimes hard to talk to your partner to say I need touch you know I feel unloved I feel uncared for how can we get there right and especially if there's um other things, other needs that are not being met at home. It's very hard to be intimate with your partner at home. And that's why the easy fix is to then come and see a sex worker who can sort of uh, have your needs met, you know, almost like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, within a certain, <laughs> a short amount of time. And then, and then that's it. Then you go home and there's no attachment from that quick incidence, um outside of those closed doors. And, and therefore it's a very safe um, third party that you've shared your vulnerability with. And that's very different from finding someone for free on Tinder when you're sort of toying with their emotions um, and it might sort of follow you out of those closed doors as well. So seeing a sex worker in that sense is very safe. Uh, yeah, for me personally, I think one of, one of the many good things that have come out of sex work is learning to see the beauty in each and every person. And sometimes if you don't see it, you just have to turn around and look twice because there's always something beautiful about each and every person whom we meet. And it doesn't matter what their gender is, uh, where they come from or their background or what makes them different. Like there's always something beautiful about each and every person.
3: I agree with you, um, Kitty.
2: I totally agree with what both of you have said. It's more than just a transaction. It goes much deeper than that. And that's why I say it's like a therapy session because we are with someone in a very intimate, in a very private, in a very discreet setting. And we give them so much more than just a basic intimacy or sexual transaction. And some of the most interesting sessions I've had with clients have been ones where we've done more talking than anything else. And we can talk about just simple things or it usually starts with, how was your day? How was your week? How have you been? I really care
0: about the response, you know, not just saying, how's your day for the sake of saying, how's your day?
2: And it's not about getting to know all their private nitty gritty details. It's about them being able to be vulnerable and feel that they can be in a safer space with me to say, well, you know what? I had a really crappy week. Work was really Stressful, or my personal life was really stressful. Uh, I'm here with you now, and it's great just to relax and unwind.
3: Mm. My my clientele always tell me that they feel safe to talk about anything, especially with their sexuality as well. They feel safe to talk to sex worker because they don't feel judged at
0: all. Mm. Mm. I imagine that's the case for Dean and Sasha because you may have cis straight males coming to see you to come out of the closet or to explore um, their Mm -hmm. sexuality. Would I be right Mm -hmm. in saying that?
2: Absolutely, and a lot of the yes, and a lot of the gentlemen I see do that. I would say probably eighty percent, ninety percent of my clientele. Hundred percent. Hundred
3: percent. Cis straight male only see trans women.
2: Yeah, and, and and they identify themselves as. What they see is straight, cis male. Mm, But when they see us, they can be more vulnerable. Uh, They can really express themselves or explore themselves and their sexuality.
3: And, you know, I think public sometimes think sleeping with sex worker is cheating. I don't think it's cheating if there's no attachment or feelings involved because they don't get what they want at home. So that's why they seek it outside. But mm. if to to be with a sex worker, they know they're going to be safe because we are professionals. We go for sexual health um, tests and everything. So they know they're in a safe space to do what they want. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And
0: most sex workers also operate in a very safe way, i.e. Mm. using condoms, yeah. uh, making sure that there's a barrier where necessary as well.
2: Yes, Yes. we operate, we work uh, to very, very high standards, mm. personally as well as professionally.
3: Because we have to look after ourselves too, because there's so many penis that we have to attend to. So... <laughs> Strangest penises. So,
0: you know, think of what I mean. Ones that bend, ones that curve, ones that are straight. Exactly. All the sizes. All the sizes. That's another episode for another day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll have a short announcement. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors. We are Australia's only sex work radio show hosted by sex workers. It's for sex workers, it's for the general community, it's for everyone. We love to discuss things of a sexual nature in an informative, interesting, fun way. Thanks for listening to us. We're here every Thursday, 6 p.m. on Community Radio Station 3CR.
0: Tune into the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I was going right on 100. The sun was just starting to go down right on dusk. It just jumped out on me.
0: It's like it didn't even know I was there.
2: The chances are it didn't,
3: because to Victorian Wildlife, Our road is just another part of their home. It's our job to drive safely to protect them. To report a wildlife collision, call Wildlife Victoria on 8400 7300. A safe drive saves our wildlife. Supported by TAC. A 3CR supporter.
2: Hi everyone, you're listening to Behind Closed Doors on Community Radio Station 3CR. I'm Dean, and Kitty and Sasha and I have been chatting about our experiences with clients. It's not all sunshine, roses, and lollipops. Most of the time it is, I have to say. And
3: jeez.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. <laughs> and, uh, that's not about... Jesus. is not about what, so... Jeez.
2: Oh, okay, carry on. <laughs> Sometimes we can also face challenges. So Sasha, what are some of the challenges that you face with clients?
3: The one thing that I really personally don't like clients who come see me and then they start talking about other sex workers, like all the bad stuff about other sex workers. I I actually don't like the goss. I like to hear about positive stuff. Um, they can talk about their own issues, but not to talk about sex workers. I think it's 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 unprofessional. I always dismiss um that conversation because yeah, you might have bad experience with that sex worker, but you need to resolve it with that person, not through me. I'm not here to, you know, to to give you advice. And there's another one as well. They always like to ask, oh, can you recommend somebody else? Not every Sex workers is human being as well, okay? I just want to put it out there because we have our preferences too.
0: I guess that's like going to a restaurant. I I like that
3: client, that another worker might not like you. So you're going to probably not receive the same service like I gave it to you. And then you're going to get disappointed and then disappointment from the other sex worker. And then you're going to blame it on me.
0: Mm, It's very much like going to a restaurant and saying, oh, your food's just absolutely delicious. Can you recommend me another restaurant Yeah, (laughs) serves (sighs) delicious food?
3: My ex-regular that I stopped seeing him now because he pisses me off because he wanted me to recommend him. I said like, where did you find me on internet, right? So that's where you find, he wanted white um, trans woman, so he already had Asian transverse. He wants white trans. I I said, I don't know. I I know people. I know sex workers who are white. But I don't know them personally. So I think it's better for you to look f- for her online. But I think he wasn't very happy with it. And he was like, he was bitching me actually when when the last time we met. So I said like, phew, I'm not going to see you again. It's so blocked. He's still trying <laughs> though. But I'm, yeah if you're listening bye felicia
2: (laughs) (laughs) what what i had was a really funny situation so before COVID, that you know the big lockdown that we had last year in 2020 in february last year i saw a client and then i've i've since um moved houses and in my new location i got a, a a message from a client and i and I, I, I saw his details and I thought, oh, this is a person I've seen before. This looks really familiar. When he arrived, I in my mind, I definitely had seen him before. I saw, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, I remember you. I saw you before the big lockdown that we had. He didn't remember me and he started talking and he actually did ask about other workers, other male workers and he said oh you know by the way do you know this worker and he was in this location and he's also Asian and blah 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 and I'm like hmm that sounds interesting um, and the the, <laughs> oh, the, no. the the conversation began with oh have you have you had massage before because I also do erotic massage and he said oh yes I do I, I've had one before from this guy and he was in this location blah 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 and I, I said to him oh that's great how, how did you find it you know did you enjoy the experience and he said oh yeah the guy was really good and I really enjoyed myself. And and then he started, I could see his his mind ticking. And he said to me, is that, was that you? (laughs) And then when the penny dropped, he was like, oh, it was you. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, that was me. Hi. (laughs) And I, I, I sometimes have a joke. And I joke to clients as well and friends. I say, well, it's because every Asian looks the same, right? And he laughed and he said, no, it's not because every Asian looks the same. It was a long time ago. But that was funny.
0: It's complete evidence that, you know, it is a transaction. And oftentimes when you see someone to have your sexual needs met, it's not something you're going to take home with you. It's not something that you spend months on end thinking about afterwards. You know, it's just to have your sexual needs met.
3: But there is also those guys who pretend that it was their first time, but I already seen them many times. This is part of their role play, I think. They just say, like, "Oh, I've never done this before. This is my first time." Oh yeah, sure, babe. What can I help you with? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just play along
2: I have a lot of that to,
3: I used to be that girl Who's so naive about it I was like No you've seen me before But <laughs> you know, as I mature And getting better In the industry I was like Oh this is part of their role play Or they just have
2: yes. dementia No 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 It's part of their role play And that's fine too
0: One of the things That I love about sex work Is that I've learned To be so non-judgmental Each person is so different And mm. you know When clients do talk to me About other sex workers That they've seen I do think it's one of two things, you know, usually it's um, a comparison made in effort to complement my services and who I am. Um, Although it's not made in the right way, I can see the um, good intentions behind it. Um, And the second way that I see this is that they are trying to alleviate some kind of pain or remorse that they've had as of seeing another sex worker who didn't meet their expectations. So rather Mm -hmm. than seeing a counselor about it and coming out about you know, them being a client of sex workers. They're just coming out to another sex worker to have that off their chest and to be able to talk about that time when they didn't have a great time with someone else. Mm,
2: We end up being therapists. And and in a way, I think we're also like hairdressers, you know, when you go to a hairdresser, people tell hairdressers everything. And I'm like, I don't do that with my hairdresser. I'm like, I just, no, (laughs) no,
0: But that's because it's as sex scary. workers, we have to learn boundaries and boundaries are yeah. so important when it comes to sex work. I know some sex workers, including myself, we have a broad range of clothing that's only for sex work and then we have another set of clothing that's for personal life, you know, so that's just yes. a way to help us separate two different, different I don't lifestyles. Like
3: they putting down on other sex workers. That's what um, I, I hate, so that's why I usually dismiss um, mm. that kind of conversation.
0: Mm. I mm. I love taking the time with my clients to help mutually educate each other. So I might say, "Well, honey, let's talk about this instead." Or you know, when when you talk about other sex workers in a demeaning way, it makes me feel da 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 da. And so you know, <laughs> let's let's try and change the conversation to make it positive. Or what can you do? Like Sasha, you said before, perhaps if you picked up the phone and spoke directly with these sex workers, maybe they can improve their services, right? Agreed. And you're doing them something good so that they can have happier clients and probably retain their clients as well.
2: Yeah. I, I think that the it's like any business, and that's how I've seen it, and the bread and butter of any business, not just sex workers, any business is having regulars. Absolutely. That's, that's why I'm so grateful and I'm so appreciative of my regulars who keep coming back all the time because they, they like what I do, what I provide. But I do make an effort to create, you know, a, a nice, inviting, welcoming space for them. And where, any criticism where, yeah. that's
0: constructive is always going to be helpful. And yes. The more people start realising it, sorry, the more businesses that start realising it, um, the better businesses can be. So I want to quickly cover... Um, the challenging parts of sex work for me, and I think a lot of sex workers mm. can probably relate, and that's the isolation. Mm,
2: comes yes. Sex work.
0: You know, the stigma that comes with sex work. And the work that we do is genuinely so good. It helps people meet their sexual health needs. It gives client's privacy and an ability to share with someone their vulnerability or perhaps come out of their closed doors or whether that's a cupboard or a room you know allows people to explore their sexual self for example there are clients whom we meet who've never had sex before or clients who are afraid of exploring themselves and that for sex workers is a outlet for them that's a safe way to explore themselves that's not going to follow them home you know whether that's an emotional attachment from someone they meet on tinder or a sexual health issue the chances of having that problems is very low when you go mm. and see a sex worker so the, i like to look at sex work as doing a service for society i think it's only a matter of time until people look at sex work and acknowledge it for what it is meeting a sexual health need helping to reduce Uh, sexual harassment sexual assault and rape as well it's only a matter of time until people acknowledge that sex workers do play a huge part in making our world a safe space you've heard it first on behind closed doors from kitty galore (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know like the isolation and the stigma is one of the really big things that I myself as a sex worker struggle with. And that's because we have to live a double life at this current stage of time. It's not always safe for us sex workers to come out, you know, and be loud and proud. Hey, I'm a sex worker because people do discriminate against you and people do treat you differently. For example, certain banks won't allow you to open an account with them, or they might try and close an account with you. And you can hear previous podcasts, such as our chat with Christine McQueen in the past, if you want to learn more about financial discrimination towards sex workers. But, you know, these are the hard things that sex workers have to, unfortunately, bear at this point of time, because it is unfair. Despite the great work that we're doing as sex workers, we do have these challenges that we have to encounter
2: and All right, so how do we combat the isolation and stigma? I mean, for me, for years and years and years, I worked privately, which meant that I worked alone. I worked in online spaces because that's where I advertised. That's how I was able to, uh, clients found me. I was able to, you know, work that way. How do we combat that? So recently what I've done is I've been able to connect with other fellow sex workers, other male-to-male sex workers who are my peers. You know, I'm part of a, a, a social support group called Working Man and through the radio show as well. But how do other people uh, combat that? What, what are your suggestions?
3: Like for the trans community, the trans sex workers, we always look out for each other. But
2: how do you find... How, the sisterhood thing. How do you so, find each other though?
3: Most most of us are sex workers anyway, so <laughs> we will go friends on friends, and then you become, it, it, we will become a team. So if there's a bad person like the trans community, is just through text messages. If we have like an experience with a bad client, we will text each other and just let them know of this number and what he did to um to us. So mm. yeah, it's called sisterhood. I yeah. love the yep.
0: sisterhood. That's you know very present and visible within the trans community and Mm. I think that within your trans community what I've learned is whether or not a trans person is a sex worker um, or or a ally they're always so supportive there's so many trans people who are not sex workers, but they're always so supportive. You guys Mm. have such a tight-knit community and that's wonderful. That's so amazing about the community you have. Mm. For me, Mm. look, I think the isolation and stigma is a very tricky one to navigate. Uh, There are a lot of people who may not necessarily be in the right pace of life to connect with. And I think that it's a, oh, so that's just such a hard question, Dean, for me to answer. But it's something that each person has to find their own way in navigating, you know, find people whom you can trust. H- Don't just tell anyone you're a sex worker because that's privileged information.
2: So how did you do how did you do it, Kitty? So if you, as Kitty Galore, being a private worker, how did you connect with other sex workers for support, for a sense of community?
0: For me it's hard for me i do it through my advocacy whether that's through advocating for sex worker rights or advocating for the rights of victim survivors in family violence Mm. and i think that for me coming out is a very slow and ongoing process that i am learning from sasha thank you sasha (laughs) and from you as well dean because like i said before coming out is a very privileged personal thing uh, mm. We shouldn't come out to just anyone. We should ask whether or not telling someone we're a sex worker will benefit the people we're telling or will benefit ourselves. Like, it's not something that has to be said to everyone. Mm.
2: And, how, how, how did you find support, though? So that, that's my question is, like, you know, we all work independently. We're alone. We work privately. How I did guess, you find I your support, Kitty?
3: I guess the support here is already here, BCD.
2: Mm.
0: Mm, you know, you have to find support from deep within yourself, support has to come from within Mm. um, because insecurities I find come from within and my insecurity of being a sex worker starts with me. The more I spend time in this industry, the more I realize that sex work is actually a beautiful, wonderful thing for society. And I need to overcome that insecurity and be proud of who I am. And that is a sex worker. You know, mm. so it's for me, the support starts with me. I think that when we rely on other human beings, that's not the right way to move forward because other people have their own needs and their own insecurities that they need to attend to. So we need to start with ourselves and find support within ourselves. Resilience yeah. comes from ourselves. We just need to acknowledge that it's there and to mm. do the work to find it.
2: I like that, taking personal <laughs> responsibility, taking personal accountability.
0: And once you've found the support and resilience to begin with within yourself, then slowly branch out, test the people um, for support that's around you so that you can find people around you to support you as well because that's another very important element.
2: Mm, great. And Sasha?
0: Yeah.
3: And this year at BCD, our theme is about breaking stigma and breaking stigma is it has to start from you. I don't really 100% believe in... Saying I'm a sex worker, I mean like you had you need to come up people don't go around and say like oh i'm a I'm a lawyer or oh, I'm a teacher unless you're been <laughs> asked right so I don't want it to be like a thing like yes, oh, yes what sex- doesn't define you exactly, so I just it has to be like a norm like a sex worker, yeah, like, so what is a job so you get what I mean I don't want it to be like a thing we need to come out like really come out. I, get do I, mean?
0: be like a, to I do want to be seen like a firefighter or a healthcare worker, though, where people say, thank you for your service. Because our <laughs> service is very hard to do. <laughs> and we, have to, every you know, we time have to handle a, a lot of things, including sexual health problems. Yeah. And mental health issues as well.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's all for this episode of Behind Closed Doors. We actually have more of this episode, which you can find on our podcast page. Just check out 3CR Behind Closed Doors. We are back every Thursday, 6pm.
0: This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.